Hey, welcome to Riffs on Tap. It's your host here, Alejandro, joined by my, with my buddy, my co-host, my homie. Right. My name's Riley, I think. Riley, that's 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 a, yeah. You know, I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. It, it changes. It changes. You know, sometimes a little bitch. Yeah, like you were fucking bitch. a little bitch Back the other in. last week when you fucking drank that water. What water? Water the fucking fountain. Oh no, that wasn't. No, that's no. You were a little. That's fucking big brain time because I made money off of it. If, okay. If you yeah, can make I, money doing something, it doesn't after, matter how stupid it after is. After sh- after shaking your hand, I realized thirty five was a lot. I was like, it's a lot. It's a lot of money. See, to me, it wasn't enough. I was like, I should have asked for more. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, yo, I can get a couple more yeah. drinks if I can just get forty out of it. You know. I, I mean. <laughs> I would have done it for ten. <laughs> so, um, your boy is struggling for money. I just, I saw a TikTok the other day. I don't I don't go on TikTok very often, but I happened to be on TikTok and there was a this real real jacked guy, beefy dude, like a bodybuilder. He was like, you know, you get one. I'll give you ten million dollars. You get one punch. And I was like, and it cuts to you know redneck dude, you know, being like, you know, I've done a lot of work for a lot less. And yeah. I was like, and he, he lists a bunch of stuff. He was like, you know, ten million dollars for one punch, you know. So you you would take a punch from Mike Tyson for ten million dollars? Mm, probably, yeah. yeah. Actually, you could ten million dollars. Look, like the classic adage of just like pain is temporary. Yeah. Well, know? let's say I mean you get hospitalized, right? Your hospital bills are hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars. Exactly. And, I mean, you got. Obviously, you have the money now to take care of it. It's a fraction of it. So you're basically making nine point eight million to get punched in the face once by Mike Tyson. I don't think he would do that much damage, honestly. You don't think? No, I I think like it would it would fucking hurt. I'd probably he'd probably knock me out, but I don't think it's gonna be like, hey, yeah, you have a broken jaw and you have lacerations and this and that. Easily, yeah, you're not trained for that. I feel like the the, one the the guys that are taking the punches from him are trained for that, and they they're still getting knocked out. I feel like the one thing I would make sure to do is to not bite my tongue by accident. Like, make sure to move yeah. my tongue out of the way. That's something people don't realize is accidentally biting your tongue. If you get into, like, if you get hit by something or you get into an accident or whatever, you're <laughs> chomping I mean, down. You're telling me that's not going to do some damage? Okay, is he going to uppercut me? What is he, fucking Ryu from Street Fighter? Even, He's like, Shriokin! He fucking uppercuts me? <laughs> Even a straight jab would, I mean... That's going to do a lot of damage. Okay, I feel like... Okay, you're right. I, I, I was watching something recently talking about how like every man needs to be hit in the face at least once. Yeah. And I was like, I haven't actually been punched in the face, like for real, ever. No. And I think... That I, I don't know if I should just keep that streak going, never put myself in that situation. But yeah, I've never been punched straight on in the face before. No, I haven't either. Never been in a fight. No, see, that's not what you're supposed to tell people. You're supposed to be like, yeah, you know, I've been in a lot of fights, you know. They don't even hit me, you know. Well, I'm very good at diffusing situations. So, it's never gotten to that point. I've had some verbal altercations, but never anything more than that. I think that's something we both can agree on. We're both mediators. We're both like, we can see a bad situation starting to build up. And we can be like, hey, hey, hey. And we can diffuse situations pretty well for yeah. the most part. It, I think it's just because we're very witty and we can just talk our way out of any situation. Exactly. It's the BSing quality. Yeah. The ability to BS a situation. That's one of the most underrated skills that you can have is the ability to BS. So be a liar. Not be a liar, no. but just there are certain situations where you need to bullshit something. And, uh, you know, our, I feel like our generation had to learn that. Because this was, yeah, we grew up like, 
right at the beginning of like the internet when it was, I don't know, you still had, you know, your one family computer or whatever you had to share. Yeah. So, I mean, you had to do all the, a lot of shit on your own in school specifically. I know um, when I was in high school, one of the classes I took was AP European history. And yeah. I didn't take it because I was like, oh, I love European history and I want to take the AP exam. I took it because the teacher was great. She, like, she legit was like a fantastic teacher. Yeah. Um, and uh, I knew the class was 90% girls um, going into it. So that was a big selling point. But the whole like AP test is there's a multiple choice section and there's like a a thing called DBQ, document-based questions. Yeah. You read a bunch of like snippets of things and ask you a question. You got to like bring information from all that. It's all BS. It's all BS. Just being like, yeah, you know, Article 7 talked about how, you know, beer was really important for the economy for Belgium and shit. And you, you just BS your way through the whole fucking essay. All you got to do is like play the game. Make sure you talk a little bit about each little document mm-hmm. they give you and just BS your way through. I don't know what the fuck going on with Belgium at the time in no. 1823 no, nor should knows? you yeah. you ask any person in Belgium be like hey what's going on in 1823 they'd yeah. be like I don't even know what was going on in the US in 1823 exactly was that even, pre-civil no, war is that post-civil war it's pre-civil war that's right? pre-civil war civil okay. war is I think in the 1860s okay I believe yeah definitely uh, not a history podcast no. our, our not. knowledge of American events uh, real scarce we know mm-hmm. when 9-11 happened but yeah uh, I think beyond that. December 12th, I think. <laughs> 1861. Yeah, see, 1860s. 18, yeah, that was see, good. there yeah. you go. See? See, well, it could you. be a history podcast. Dude, you're right. Yeah. You know, go ahead and put the tag, history podcast, science podcast. Because yeah. I'm going to tell you, today, what are we drinking today? Love Street. Love Street, baby, from Carbock. I love this fucking beer. Best, it's my favorite beer. It's a Kolsch. And I learned, I was watching that Every Style of Beer video and they happen to bring up Kolsch. Apparently, it comes from Cologne, okay. uh, the city of Cologne. Uh, that's in Germany slash Belgium. I can't remember which one. Off probably, the top of my head right probably now. Belgium. And uh, it's just a. It's interesting about it. I, w- I thought he was going to give a brief thing of like, uh, it's brewed with this and blah blah blah. Done. Move on to the next one. But actually, the interesting thing about the first one, the Kolsch, was they serve it in these like taller thinner glasses oh it is German and they're little six ounce servings so the way that most of these restaurants will function in Cologne is that you have your little six ounce drink it's real quick to down six ounces you know we, we down a 12 ounce can pretty quickly yeah um, and the waiters just come around with big trays of these of these glasses full and they just Put another one. They take the old one, put another one. They write a little tick mark on your uh, coaster so they know how many you've had. Okay. Within like a thirty minute session, you can you can end up having five or six ticks on there. Yeah. It's so easy. It's so light and so easy to drink. Uh, that seems so fucking fun. I want to go to a bar like it's like Fago de Chao. You ever been to Fago de Chao? Um, so Fago de Chao is a Brazilian steakhouse where like you have this little card. It's like oh, I mean I've I've been to like a. Chamagaucha. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, so uh, if you've never been to a Brazilian steakhouse, they have like uh, some type of like identifier of like, yes, bring me more food. And the waiters will come by and they'll be like, oh, I have top sirloin for you. Would you like some? And yeah. they'll cut a piece for you or lamb or whatever. And you flip your card over to be like, no, 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 no more waiters come by. I have a plate of food. Let me finish that. The same thing with this beer. It's a beer version of that, basically. So when you're done drinking, you put your coaster on top of your drink to be like, hey, I'm done drinking. Yeah. 
it's such a fun way to have like little smaller portions. I feel like I mean like Germans do it right when it comes to <coughs> drinking. Like Germans and Irish people. I mean they're the best at drinking. That's a pretty meaty head, but like, but remember, so you're going to go through, uh, so we're looking at a picture of like this, the, the glasses they normally serve the Colchin and, um, it is a pretty meaty head on there, but you're, it's a six ounce portion. So really, if you actually had it in front of you, it's not that bad of a head. And it looks like a skinny glass. So yeah. And so you're, you're going to, you probably pound that in one drink, honestly, for sure. So I did learn in that video as well about, uh, crunching, about uh, there are certain beers, certain Crunching. pale pale ales of uh, their beers you can just crunch, which is beers that you can just. Ba- you, I guess the American term is smash. Oh, okay. That you can just smash yeah. them. Now I get it. Yeah, exactly. Now you're talking my terms. So, yeah. and, and the guy gave an example. It's like, oh, you know, some pale ales are like, you know, in American style, like Miller or like yeah. whatever. Beers where it's so light you can pick up, down this beer, and you're good to go. But uh, crunching, that, that's like, I guess the. The uh, sommeliers are for wine. For beers, they're called. Um, oh man, I, I can't remember the term. Alcoholics. Uh, but I want to be one now. Yeah, I want to be. I want to be the sommelier version of beer. Let's do it. It's a certification, oh. so we could do that. Yeah. it's not like you have to go to a four-year university. You get certified on that shit. We fucking beer experts over that. here. <laughs> What'd you break? <laughs> Is it a headband? It was a bracelet. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh man, you broke the fucking team liquid <laughs> bracelet? Oh my god. Okay. So there actually is a little bit of story. So it's a blue team liquid uh bracelet. Let me see it. Um it's uh, you know one of those like, classic like live strong bracelets. Yeah. So that bracelet has a bit of a story to it. Um, I one of the video it's, games that I your I, dying grandma I gave kind, it to you. I, I'm so sorry. Con, it, it close actually. Oh um, my god! And no. so, um, one of the games I kind of play competitively is Super Smash Brothers. Um, and so one of my favorite players is is Hungry Box. Yeah. And I was at a at a big tournament, um, DreamHack Austin. Uh, when they still had that event. And I saw HBox there. I said, hey, man, you know, I subbed to your Twitch channel, whatever. It's nice to meet you. And he's like, oh, dude, that's so cool, man. He signed my controller. And then he was like, dude, I got some stuff. And I give out to my subs. And uh, he had a bracelet and a pin, a Team Liquid pin, because that's the team he signed to. And he gave that to me. And I was like, oh, bro, like, that's so cool. And uh, super, super chill guy. Very, yeah. very nice guy. I apologize. And not know a bro. No, you're good. Yeah. I, I was trying to put it on. Like, I don't wear it anymore. Like, it just kind of like uh, it's, it's a memorabilia of just like, oh, dude, this is when I met HBox. Like, yeah, Hungerbox is like, he, he, you know, he, he gets a lot of hate because some people just don't like his style, or yeah. his approach to the game. But like, he's said, he's you a can't very put it back guy. together, Noah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm in between HBox. Can, like, Yo, can I get another one? You of these? can't pick up the pieces of Alejandro's broken heart. Sorry. <laughs> 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 Okay, so I've got to ask you before I, I go into my shit. Yeah. What's new musically? What have you been listening to? Musically? So I actually, and it's very fitting, right? Drunk Irish guy. I just started <laughs> getting into some like Irish punk. So like Dropkick Murphys is uh, probably the main band in that genre right now. Uh, is Flogging uh, Molly on that list? Flogging Molly is on that list. Oh my god, I'm so <laughs> glad I called that. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> I fucking love Flogging Molly. Oh dude, they're so lit, man. Yeah. So the reason so the reason why I know Flogging Molly is um I whenever I go to ACL, Austin City Limits, yeah. 
every single year they you know you're waiting for the act to perform at whatever stage you're at and they usually have screens up and they'll show highlights from previous years and the clip I always vividly remember was the lead singer Flogging Molly as he's going through the crowd with his mic during a torrential downpour of of a day. And he's just out there and he's performing, he's doing his thing, whatever. And it's pouring rain and everything. And he's just out there in the crowd. Yeah. And I always go like, Flogging Molly, like, what kind of music do they make? I've never really ever listened to them. And I happen to look them up this yeah. week. No, they are... First of all, I mean, great mind, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, but fantastic. That's, yeah, that's kind of what I've been listening to this week. And a little bit of Charlie Crockett now. Ooh, yeah. I always yeah. Welcome to Hard Times. Since you played me that song, I just I just put it on yeah. and I just like... It's just I, a good vibe. It's wonderful. And then the following song off of that album... Run, Horse, Run. Run, Horse, Run. Yeah. And I just... like it, it's, a, it's a very motivating song when I'm at work. Yeah. I'm like... You know, I gotta get my work done. You know, because mm-hmm. run horse, run horse, run, baby, and um, I'm we're very excited. So this will be, I think that's the first time we're talking about it on the podcast. Of yeah. we're, we want to try to do something of a bit of a of a challenge, uh, so to speak. Uh, since Riley is is more country centered mm-hmm. with his music taste, and I am very country illiterate yeah. for the most part. Same. <laughs> know our producer as well. Not not a huge country person as well. Um, I said, hey, why don't you, Riley, pick a con- uh, a show, a concert for us to go to? And our go- our whole goal is we. I want to go in there, positive mind, mm-hmm. good feeling approach this genre in a very positive way and yep. just enjoy it and see what happens. And he picked Charlie Crockett. Yeah. Charlie Crockett's just a fantastic I mean, great voice. Love the bluesy kind of feel with his music. I've been doing my homework on it. Yeah. I've been listening to him. I have a few songs on my playlist now. I recommend my favorite song from him is I Can Help by Charlie mm, Crockett. Yeah. Fantastic song. I Can Help and Jamestown Ferry. Jamestown. Probably my two favorites right now. The, the song I've really been enjoying off his latest album is um, Heads You In. Because yeah. it, it's, it's such a, it's such a, a he, he has such a great play on words yeah. and just. Uh, Heads You Win, Tales I Lose. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm just like, it's such a, it's, it's, uh, it, basically, it basically exemplifies any argument you have with a significant other. Yeah. Um, it's, it's always Heads You Win, Tales I Lose. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a never, it's not a winning battle on that one. That and then I think the last song is Poplar Tree. Poplar Ooh, Tree Poplar is a Tree. fantastic song. Very, very good track. Um, So we went ahead and bought our tickets to go see Charlie Crockett, Mm -hmm. uh, Whitewater uh, Amphitheater in in Canyon Lake. Yep. And so uh, me, Riley, Noah, and I think a couple other people are going to be, a couple of our friends are going to be joining us. Yeah, you might. Yeah, so we hopefully... I I told him to buy tickets. Okay. Yeah, so hopefully we've got a good little group going out there. I'm super excited to go to a country show. This will be my first country show. They're but, fun. They're just great atmospheres. Like to be around, you're around a, a bunch of people. It's not like everyone expects people uh, to be wearing, you know, cowboy hats, boots, dress shirt, whatever. Dang, I bought my cowboy boots and you can hat. you can wear that. I probably will. Yeah, I think I'm gonna. End I don't up have buying, a cowboy hat, but I think I'm gonna end up buying an outfit just for the yeah. show. <laughs> yeah, I got I got a fit to fit the crowd. You but know? yeah, it's just a bunch of people having some drinks and listening to good music. That's all it is. It's not like a crazy fucking crowd. No. And people are going to be wearing buttless chaps. 
All of them. Oh, if you, yo, if you don't wear butler chaps. chaps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so on the flip side, Riley not being the biggest EDM person and that being my like, I guess I, I guess I would call it my core genre yeah. of what I always fall back to when I want to listen to music. I'm going to bring him along to an EDM show. We have a lot of dates picked out for him to select. Um, we do have one show in mind we may go to, which would be Valentino Khan. Yeah. And his opener is going to be John's. It would be very trap-focused, uh, which is what I love. It's kind of that hip-hop EDM mix in there. It's a good introduction. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, we definitely, uh, hopefully, we'll, we'll film some stuff out there. You know, doing Charlie Crock, we'll get some, some video out there of us yeah. singing along good. to yeah. Welcome to the Hard Times and yeah. Run Horse Run. Ooh. Uh, it's it's gonna be so much fun. I'm right. really looking forward. I'm, I'm excited. It. Should be a fun summer. Try to go to a few shows. Oh, hopefully if we can if we can go tubing that day oh, before yeah. the show, get some drink going. Yeah. Oh man, it's well because you're right there. So mm-hmm. right where the yeah the white water is like right there's a river that oh, runs sick. right by it. So. But yeah, it's a. Uh, it's a cool venue, not like an outdoor. Obviously, it's an amphitheater, just outdoor area. Most of the room is standing room, and then there are seats, whatever. But it's more fun in the standing room with all of the common folk. So I didn't realize there were seats there. Yeah. I just assumed it was all GA. Yeah, there are. But it's not. Uh, last last time I went, I don't know if they changed up the arrangement or anything. Last time I went, though, it was like you had the standing room in the front, and then there were some seats behind it and then like around the sides there's like a i don't know i i went state. to a, i went to an amphitheater in uh in dallas for a concert it was for depeche mode it was reverse i think it was called like the h h-e-b pavilion i think is what I, I cannot remember the name of it amphitheater but it was seats up in front so no ga yeah, but the back was GA where it's like it's on the lawn. Yeah, and so I was like, oh, that makes sense having seats up front and having like a lawn space in the back. Oh yeah, go to that. Um, that's the picture re- on the second row. Having it reverse seems. Uh, yeah. I'm like having a hard time picturing that having that in the reverse version of it. Yeah, cool. No, those those uh, seats okay. at the top are usually like sponsors and people with money. <laughs> That's why I said it's, but it is a lot of fun to be. Like, uh, I mean, I forgot, I saw uh, Flatland Cavalry there uh, last year, and we were right at the front. Yeah. Another uh, great band that I think you would enjoy their show. It's a very fun concert. That's another, uh, that's one of the things we we hopefully can try to do is make like a little curated little Spotify playlist of what we're both listening to and just putting it all together in one playlist. Mm Uh, all three of us really um, and just get an idea of where we are musically yeah. it's kind of all over the place you can be oh, listening yeah. to like a a flat bank uh, a flatland cavalry flatland cavalry flat song cavalry? yeah, <laughs> yeah. Flat band. Uh, and next to an RL grime track it it would be really weird yeah. but you get an idea of where we are musically uh, what we're what kind of we're listening to at the you time. know my uh, I remember my dad sent me a picture of a he was listening to Dean Martin on my playlist, mm-hmm. and then I think the next song was like some like rock, classic rock, whatever. But my playlist is very much like you can go from that Dean Martin to like Boston, and then to like Eminem and Lil Wayne, and then to 
Flatland Cavalry and Charlie Crockett. <laughs> so it's very much uh, a diverse playlist. Yeah, I think that that was one of the things that uh, brought us together was just how diverse our music knowledge and our music tastes were. Yeah. That we have this weird crossover, but then we have these really it's it's a it's like a Venn diagram, you know. We have those shared interests, but then on the outside where we differ can be crazy different. Um, But that's why we want to try this like little crossover fun experiment of I go to a country show, he comes Mm -hmm. to an EDM show, and we kind of see like what the vibe is. Um, I think it's a fun fun thing to do. So uh, this week was an exciting week for us. It was a fun week. What did did we do on Thursday, Riley? Thursday? Fuck, what did we do on Thursday? We oh, had, we, we had, went to Trevor Wallace on Thursday. Sorry, I, um, <laughs> my mind. It's been a long. <laughs> my mind week. is wandering. It's been a long. Uh, yeah, week. no, we went to Trevor Wallace. Dude, that it was a was, fantastic show. It was hilarious. And uh, Trevor Wallace, if you're not familiar, he's um, host of his own podcast, the Stiff Socks Podcast, which is co-host Michael Blaustein, as well as you may have seen him as the No Laws When You're Drinking Claws, you know, video, the White Claw video. As well as uh, his like frat boy type of humor, um, he was super funny. Um, but honestly, I think Michael was funnier between yeah. the two of them. When I think, I mean, I think the funniest person of the night was their opener, uh, Asan. Uh, oh, dude, Asan was As- so funny. Asan Minaj, I think is his name. Yeah, that guy is hilarious. Yes, <laughs> yeah, he is. That thing was his yeah. brother. Yeah, so. no, but he's a very funny comedian. Yeah, he he was he had such oh man he was just really funny. He understood his crowd, um, but I mean it was like immediately when he walked on stage, first joke. I mean you can tell when a joke lands. I mean it fucking landed, and every joke was just bigger than the last. Like yeah, in terms of the laugh. Was, is it seated? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the way uh, that it was set up, it was a traditional comedy club. And uh, which I I'd never been to. I don't know if you've been to before, Riley. I've never been to a comedy club be- before okay. that. And so uh, it's traditional. So it was it was a really fun atmosphere because it's you know the classic two people sit at a table and whatever you know it's waited on, um, and uh, it was it was just a really really fun environment. Yeah. But yeah, Hassan was super funny. The host of it, Anna, uh, Anna B or I can't remember her what her last name was. She had a whole joke about. She had like twenty names yeah. or whatever. She was funny, but like it was not the style of comedy that was for me. No, yeah, it was. Um, but uh, she she was a good host and everything, yeah. uh, good MC to introduce everyone. Um, but yeah, I think Michael just came out with such energy. Well, and his his crowd work is very good. He came out instantly and just like started like just talking and chopping it up with the people in the front yeah. row, which and is why I'm glad we were in the second row. <laughs> exactly. So we we were uh, we initiated plan to be like right there seven p.m. to like get a table up front, but then as it got closer and closer to that time, I was like, I'm kind of glad we're not going to be right in front because yeah. I was worried we we're going to like I wouldn't say heckled, yeah, but Michael definitely was like. Just chit chatting with you. You literally came up and instantly started like, "Hey, what you do? Hey, yeah. you're a pretty girl. Fucking, yeah. I'm single. So, what's up yeah. with you?" Um, he he just energy, and he even he had he had that little joke about it about how, like most people are like, "Oh, I don't like caffeine. It gives me the jitters," and he's like, yeah. "Give me the jitters. Yeah. I'm all I about fucking the, love jitters. the jitters." <laughs> um, but he was hilarious, and uh, his crowd work. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Was just fantastic. Yeah, which I appreciate. It's uh, I feel like a lot of like the younger 
newer comedians, uh, their crowd work is where they falter because they don't work on that at all. They think all you need is these jokes or whatever. But you got to be able to work the crowd and then and then get into your material, which he did. Yeah, I think that's the one thing that um, I appreciated was witty. Is yeah. being able to be witty, and so and you know, if you give enough time, you can write funny jokes, yeah. and you can just practice your delivery and go out and perform. Mm-hmm. But when you're able to just go on the fly, he spent so much time. He asked one guy, he was like, "Got a lot of tattoos there." He's like, "Got a butterfly tattoo on your thigh there." Yeah. Like, so what's the deal with that? And you know, the guy was just like, "Oh, I just I really like butterflies." And he was yeah. like, "So you just like butterflies?" Yeah. You and he went on for so long, and he was mm-hmm. so witty and so funny, and was able to bring everything all together with it. That I was like, "That's true." Like. You know, you have a very comedic mind yeah. because you're able to be witty and quick and when you accept. have to because that that's him feeling out the crowd and seeing kind of what's going to work and what's not. And that's one thing uh, I forgot who I was listening to, but it was a big stand up comedian. And uh, they were saying that they have like every joke they have outs. So if a joke's not landing like they want it to, they can get out of that and move on. That's cool. I like that. It's like a, it's like a quarterback audibling out of a play. It's exactly. like yeah. you're set up for a run play, but you see there's seven guys in the box yeah. and go, you know what? It's looking like a, yeah. it's looking like a rush right here. Yeah. Let's audible out to a quick pass. Yeah. Um, yeah. I kind of I, I kind of naturally have done that. I was uh, I was obviously I was with a friend of mine in Austin uh, this weekend and uh, just kind of recapping uh, some of the stuff we did when uh, when I was in Vegas. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you, you get that feel when someone's not interested or they're losing interest in a story. And you can quickly just, oh, uh, let me go ahead and get to the conclusion faster yeah. or let me audible out to, exactly. to something different. Um, yeah, comedy, we've talked about that a lot. Comedy, timing, you can't teach that. No, you just have it or you yeah. don't. You have it or you don't. Yeah. And uh, it's like it's like a basketball player. It's like having height. Yeah. It's like you were born 6'7 or you are born 5'7. Yeah. <laughs> I was crazy if you're born six, seven right out of the womb. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, dude. They usually are, right? And that's the how players, yeah. they're right from the womb, and then they start playing. Uh, <laughs> I would actually like to see, like, LeBron, if you take some of the tallest players in the NBA, so, like, uh, was it Bull Bull? He's, he's extremely tall. Yeah. Taco Fall, I believe, is another fall. Yeah. Like, really tall player. Yao Ming. I wonder, as a baby, were they tall? Like, were they were they larger than normal? I'm sure they were. 100%. Yeah. 100%. But, like, I was, a, I was a big baby, and I'm not that, like, I'm skinny and six foot on a good day. So. <laughs> Is that why you wear the boots, to get the extra little inch right there? Yeah. You're like, Cause I'm, I'm over six Because I'm tall. technically 5'11 and three quarters. The boots make me six foot, so. Just for the Tinder profile. Yeah. Slightly over six foot. I mean, it's, yeah. For the, for uh, uh, for the Tinder and uh, Bumble, you're like, I feel confident putting six down because, you know, oh, it got the bootstrap yeah. on. You're ready. Well, and I mean, I'm lucky to have mostly shorter friends, so I just I look taller by comparison. That is very true, actually. Yeah. Um, after meeting a lot of your friends, I was like, yeah, all of them are either average height uh, or shorter. No one's yeah. extremely tall. I only have one that's taller than me. He claim he claims he's six foot. Uh, he's at least six three. <laughs> no, he's, six, he's at least 6'1 he, yeah 6'1 maybe 6'2 with boots because uh, he also wears boots 
Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's one advantage of wearing boots. And when I go to work, uh, there's one of my one of my buddies at work. I, I feel like I'm he's he's barely taller than me, but uh, we had gone out uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, it's always weird when you see someone at work outside of work in like normal street clothes. And I saw him, and I was like, "Ah, oh, I, I I like your appearance. Like, you know, yeah. very simple khaki shorts and a t-shirt." And I was like, "I like that." And like, you were wearing flats, and I was wearing flats as well. And I was like, "You're tall." Yeah. And I was like, "You're like a lot taller than like at work because at work like the boots I wear like give me an extra like three inches or whatever. Like it's it's a significant amount. like you can see the boots right there. Like they're they're thick yeah. boots, and so like I get those extra a uh, little bit of height. Yeah. And I was like, well, "You're tall, tall. Like you're like six one, six two. Um, and I was like, man, I wish I was tall. It's fun. It's great. I love it. <laughs> like, I'm not tall, but I'm, I mean, taller than average. Yeah. A few inches taller than average. So. Because you're white. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know about that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I saw some short white people at, uh, so so Friday, Thursday went Trevor Wallace. That was super fun. Loved yeah. it. Friday, followed it up, went to a concert. My first concert back since uh since the pandemic started yeah uh, i remember the last concert i went to it was a same venue uh the mark in san marcos it was a dj called gravedigger and um i remember you know going to the show and i was like oh so awesome i'm gonna be back next week yeah. there's another dj playing a free show and um you know it got to that saturday and i was like man it sucks i'm not off you know whatever but i'm still gonna go see them and then i got the notification like hey the show was canceled i'm like well, that kind of sucks. Yeah. And then that's when things just started closing. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, like this is like real, real. Like, yeah, I was, I was supposed to go see a concert at last March, I think. A group called the Panhandlers, another country band. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like the day before we were going, I, I already bought the tickets and everything, and then they canceled the show. I was pissed. Yeah, it, it 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 was uh it was crazy just seeing things slowly close yeah. down and think it canceled and well I feel like because it started out slow and then all of a sudden it was like everything's fucking closed. Yeah, um, it, it it was it was very shocking, but hey, we're out of it. We're we're yeah. coming out of it now. Shows are back. And Shows that, are back. COVID uh, numbers are going down. Bars are opening up. I mean, bars have been open, but they're now like opening, opening up. That so. that was the one weird thing about being at the show. So Friday, I went to the Mark in San Marcos, and um, that venue continues to bring more and more EDM DJs. I feel like every week they announce someone new. Yeah, and I keep looking at my summer calendar, going, "Oh, these weekends are open," and every week they go, "Oh, that weekend's no longer open now because so and so is going to be here." I'm mm-hmm. like, "Motherfucker, you just took forty more dollars out of my fucking bank account." Um, but um. Went to go see Dylan Francis. He's he's probably one of my favorite artists of all time. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I realized after I saw him, I was like, that was my fifth time seeing him. I think. And I already have tickets to see him again in January, so uh, he's definitely my most seen artist. Oh yeah. But it was crazy just being in a crowd of people, just we're all crammed together and just all sweating at the hot yeah. venue, and just being like, this is normal again. Like yeah. it felt normal for real. And it was nice. It was yeah. really nice. I can't go into a concert tonight. Should be a lot of fun. It's sold out. So there's going to be about a thousand people there. Who did you see? Cody Johnson. Oh, yeah. He's a, yeah. He's a big star, yeah. too. He sold out. I think uh, he 
was supposed to play Friday. Storm happened. They didn't play. I think they moved that. Um, but yeah, three day three shows at Whitewater all sold out. Yeah, uh, yeah. Cody Johnson is a big name. Um, yeah, Friday Storm was really bad. Like it I was, was, I was driving up from San Antonio to San Marcos, and literally, um, as I was as I was driving the whole way from start to finish, my uh, I was using the the Apple Maps navigation, and my time just kept going up. It was like you're going to be there at like nine o'clock, and I was like, yeah. cool, sweet. And then I was like, you're going to be at 901, 903, 905, 907. I was like, why does it keep going yeah. up? Like, I'm going fast and I'm like, I'm going well. And it was just that storm was just hitting. And it was, there was a, a 20 like mile section of 35 where it was just downpour. Everyone had their hazards on. And we were just slowly going like 30 miles an hour through the, the highway. And it was bad. It no, came it was fucking down. I uh, hanging out with a buddy and we were going to pick up one of his friends. And we left and it was like a light drizzle or whatever. And then we're coming back and it's, I mean, Thor is coming to earth. Like that is, it was that bad. Like <laughs> the only way we could see was when the lightning struck. And so we were, luckily it was every couple seconds that it would strike. So we're like, gosh, oh, all right. And we know we're, <laughs> we're still on the road. Like that's good. The road was already flooding. It had only been raining for like five seconds. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. Leaving the show, the, um, yeah, like you were saying, like the lightning was just so frequent. I was like, yo, is the rave still going on, yeah. bro? Like, yeah. I love this fucking light show. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen this one before. Yeah. Um, My brother was driving back from Dallas in that. Oh, yeah. was he? Yeah. Oh, that sounds terrible. And, um, so he posted a video of it, and it was insane. It was, for me, it was so bad that the rain, so the rain was not only coming down hard, but it was coming in sideways. Yeah. So sideways that my front windshield was absolutely drenched. Mm -hmm. My back windshield was bone dry. It was coming in that hard sideways, just right directly at me. Um, But uh, no, man, the show was super cool. I was super happy to, to see Dylan again. And it's funny most most DJs will do like the the they'll have like the someone come up the tech guy start a track and then they sneak up to the decks or whatever and go and you know middle of the drops they'll be like what's up guys yeah. we're here he literally just walked on stage was like what's up guys this is my first show back in a year and a half like I'm just gonna tell you guys a story this is a song I wrote and I was yeah. like oh this is it felt like so like heartwarming and, and intimate yeah, yeah that's a great way to put it intimate because it was like this is a meaningful moment not only for you as an artist but for us as fans to be like oh my god like we're kind of getting back to normal yeah and um the one thing about edm shows that i'm not a fan of though is that you do get a lot of frat bros oh, I'm sure. and so we start off the show and you know the group around me was pretty chill whatever for the most part by the end of the show i looked around and was like when did y'all lose your shirts? Yeah. I was like, all y'all are fucking shirtless and whatever. There was even a girl that I was like, you had a top before. You don't have top a top now. And I was like, you know what? I'll take it as a win. Fuck. Yeah. Anytime you see titties, it's at the it's win. It's the best day. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good day. It's a good <laughs> fucking day. <laughs> titties and beer. That's all you need, you know? That's it, Exactly. It's the life you want to live. Um leading up to the concert i always like to make i always like to listen to the artists and get really familiar with some of the newer stuff they put out that maybe i haven't heard yet look through their older catalog you know maybe they'll play such and such track or whatever and stuff um 
But uh, he, uh, I was kind of worried as I was leading up to him coming out. He didn't have any openers. He had just uh, local support. Some of the local DJs there playing. Yeah. They were all playing like house music. And it was like just very like vibey shit. Like nothing you really turn up to. Just, you know, kind of like, you know, they do a drop and it'd be like, oh, cool. The same fucking 128 BPM. Just fucking, you just vibe. You sit there. It was like, cool, 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 cool. Um, and I was like, is he going to play a house set? And um, a lot of his music was was kind of housey and like slow. And finally, like halfway through a show, he's like, "All right, y'all ready to turn up?" And I'm yeah. like, "Fuck yeah, I'm ready to turn up." I took my hair down and everything. I was like, "Time to fucking headbang and get this shit going." <laughs> that is the best thing about having long hair, is you can headbang. Like anytime I cut my hair, I'm like, "Fuck, why did I do that?" Because now I can't fucking headbang in my car on my way to work at five in the morning. <laughs> Dude, sometimes, like, you just, like, a song will just speak to you, and you just fucking get going with it, and it's, uh... You can't control it. It's... Yeah. It's just, like, an impulse. I always, I always find it weird. I don't know if you've seen this before at concerts, where you see the guy just standing there, and he has no movement. Yeah. He's, like, not even, like, tapping his heel or anything to the beat. He's just standing there. I'm just like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. This music doesn't invoke motion? Mm -mm. (laughs) You either have you have to. I mean, fucking, at, le- at least sing. If you're not at least singing at a concert, then some movement. Yeah. Don't just stand there stiff as a board. Like, yeah, this is cool show. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, even the DJs. I won the- these tickets. <laughs> <laughs> even the opening DJs, I was like not feeling the music, but at least I was constantly tapping my foot yeah. along to the beat because it's just like I don't know, music very infectious to me where. I, I want to move. I want to move to the music. And so even if I'm not feeling it, I'm at least tapping along yeah. to the rhythm. I'm always shaking my ass. Oh, so. drop it low, man. Yeah. Fuck. I, I'm expecting it. You fuck. He's like, run, run. Yeah. And oh. fuck, he's fucking shaking his ass at yeah. that shit and being like, fucking this shit's good. I love the way yeah. he twangs on the guitar. Throw, throw my underwear. You know, that's <laughs> I don't know if he's going to want them, but I'm going to throw them. <laughs> Ooh, question for you, because this, this, uh, this is important for concerts. Are you a, I want to get there early, let's get to the front, stay at the front all day, and go hard at the rail? Or are you, uh, I want to, you know, chill at the back, I'm here to enjoy the music, and I just want to chill. It depends on who it is. If it's someone I really want to see, and even, I don't even have to get get there early, I'll just weave my way to the Make front. Make your way, yeah. yeah. And I, told, I, I went to a like music festival with my dad, and there were a couple people I really wanted to see, so I grabbed him and we were I was like just follow me you know we had our beer and it was just weaving our way through and we all of a sudden we're at the very front and he was like how did you do that <laughs> he was like that it was the most impressive thing I've ever seen yeah making your way to the front is it's uh, a skill yeah you, you yeah there was there was one girl who she she did so cool. I appreciate her. She was like, "Oh my god, I like your jacket so much." And yeah. I was like, "Oh, cool, thank you very much." I was like, "Oh yeah, I really like it. It's really soft material and stuff." And, and there she goes. She's on yeah. by me already. And I was like, "I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you for that." At least she gave you a compliment as she was passing you. Exactly. And so, because I the way I was positioned, it was like, and the guy next to me were kind of positioned in like. We're not letting anyone, any more people through us. Yeah. And she kind of just gives me like a pull at my shoulder. And she's like, oh, wow, this jacket is so nice. Yeah. And I was like, oh, thank you. And I was just, I took it as a genuine compliment yeah. and then realized yeah. after the fact, I was like, she was just trying yeah. to get through Fucking us. women, right? <laughs> Yo, man. But no, man. I just, I just kind of, you know, I don't try to make anyone mad past them, but I'm like, hey, get the fuck out of my way. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to go see Shane Smith and the Saints. That's who we were seeing. And that's who I weaved our way up to the front. 
I hate it when there's a, I don't know if you've ever had this before, and it's fresh in my mind because I was just at a concert, of people who are the go to the bar guys, yeah. where they're near the front, or uh, ahead of you at least, in the crowd, and they're constantly back and forth, yeah. back and forth, getting drinks. I'm just like, I don't know, man, like, I've let you through like 20 times tonight, like, do you think it's enough, or yeah. like... If you're going to be drinking so much, why don't you just move your group further back on the line, closer yeah. to the bar? I hate that's the That's the nice thing to do. Especially, I mean, you're drinking that much. You don't care that much to be at the front, right? Exactly. Like you're, you're there clearly just to have a good time. There, Which, there's no problem with that. Just don't make it more difficult for everyone else. Yeah, especially there was this one guy. He's fucking big. He was like a big guy, wide build and tall. He was probably like six four, six six, yeah, somewhere in there. And he's just coming through with like nine drinks all in his arms, like, oh, bro, we're gonna fucking coming through, bro. Got the beer, and I was like, bro, like, yo, like, chill, like, come on, man, like. Uh, and it sucks. He was so tall, like he was holding on to all of his drinks, like hugging him against himself. So his elbows are at head height for most people. I was like, yeah. bro, you're one wrong turn from just fucking getting someone in the eye. Yeah. Like, I get it if you're short. It's and like, then he spills his beer. He's got to go back and get more and dude, come back through. He was. He was spilling one of them. He yeah. was gripping a little too tight. And the, it was a Miller Lite, a tall boy, and he was squeezing all the beer out. Yeah. And I was like, bro, like, like maybe order less drinks or get someone to go with yeah. you or something. That's the most awkward thing, and it happened one time when we were getting drinks, just the three of us, and I was like, oh, I'm going to get the next round, yeah. and I didn't think of the, how do I grab three drinks? No, it's it's difficult. Without spilling anything, very difficult, especially if they're, because, you know, where we go, they like to fill it up for us, so yeah. fill it to the brim, and all of a sudden, you're fucking trying to carry three in your hands, one's leaning a little bit, spilling all over you, and you're like, oh, shit. That one's not mine. That one's <laughs> Noah's. <laughs> and it sucked because that one day when I like encountered that problem, I was, we were like, where we were seated, I had to go up a flight of stairs and through a door. And I was like, this is too much. Yeah. This is too fucking much. Um, but yeah, the three beers situation. Yeah. And so like there were some people who they were grabbing like, like I said, that one big guy, he had like set literally seven or eight drinks. Yeah. There was one person who they had, so all the beers were in Tall Boys. He was literally holding onto the beer with his mouth. He just had the beer can in his mouth, going, yeah. just walking through the crowd. And I was like, bro, like, you need, I think you need to rethink your priorities yeah. here on this one. Get, get a couple people, say, hey, I need help carrying a drink. There's nothing wrong with saying, hey, can you help me carry these drinks? It goes against his manlyhood. I'm going to no. need you all to take over on this one. I got to go to the bathroom so badly. Okay. All right, let's go, Noah. All right. In. Yeah, talking about that fucking Hawks game. Honestly, who well, Trey Young. I hate Trey Young. I hate that guy. He's a piece Let's, of shit. We're switching tempo here a little yeah. bit. I uh, I'm gonna put it out there. I don't like the Hawks, or I don't like the Hawks. I just don't like Trey Young. No, he's very. Uh, he's too cocky in yeah. my opinion. Like he's skilled, but he's I. He's a think great player. He's a great player. Yeah, I respect what he does, but I just think I do. I understand what made him mad originally with the Knicks crowd chanting. Fuck you or whatever. But oh, and the, but, it's called balding. Uh, it's yeah. saying he's balding and all that. But Which, I mean, uh, I don't know. Just for me, like he's a he's an interesting fellow. Uh, he's not even playing well today. Is he not? Nine for twenty one. Who's the leading scorer? He is. Oh, he is. But he's four for fourteen from three. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, Which is see, the just next to suck. <clears throat> I, 
I want the Knicks to win so bad, but it's just not going to happen. I think I'm out of here already. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, well, let me, I'm just going to say this one last time. Yeah. I hate you, Trey Young. Yeah, fuck Trey Young. <laughs> Which actually, I mean, I think Alejandro over here is a Trey Young fan, right? Or you hate him too. I can't remember because I know there's some so, things about Oklahoma you appreciate now. So, Trey Young, um, I hated him in college because yeah. um, I don't think I've mentioned it before. Texas Tech graduate, love Texas Tech. Raiders, guns up, sons up, guns up, baby. Uh, Trey Young from Lubbock, born and raised uh, for a small portion of his life, moved to Oklahoma and was like, I love Oklahoma so much. I'm going to go to OU. And Trey Young, I just consider him a traitor. But I appreciated the one thing I feel I think we can agree on when it comes to the NCAA tournament, conference comes before yeah. uh, team loyalty. Yeah. So if you see a team in your conference playing, you're going to root for them because you want your conference to look good. Yeah. You want it to represent. So watching the tournament breaks all those barriers. I was mm-hmm. like, Trey Young, yeah, fucking put up 30 points. Yeah. I love Oklahoma. the best school ever. And I developed my love for him as well as even this year. Um What's his name? Cunningham from Oklahoma State? Cade Cunningham. Cade Cunningham. He's going to be the first round pick, or first overall pick. I have such mad respect for that boy. He is a great player. He's so good. He's, uh, I hear he's a wonderful person off the court as well. And so that's where I developed my love for him. And so when he got drafted to to the Hawks, I was like, I'm a Falcons fan. You know, Atlanta yeah. represent. You know, I, I, I want to see my boy do well. And so, um, I've become a big Trey Young fan. Okay. I, worst hair in basketball oh, by, by far. far. Yeah, just shaven. I mean, <laughs> like seriously, come he's on. not like, uh, the only one that can pull off the like that bald look right now is Alex Caruso. <laughs> Alex Caruso is the greatest player in the NBA. I don't care what anyone says. It's not LeBron. It's not KD. It's fucking Caruso. He is the goat, and I love watching this white guy dunk over everybody. It, the playoffs have been super exciting. So I know coming into the playoffs, I wasn't super knowledgeable, and you know I apologize for that. But since the playoffs started, I've been very much like, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying basketball yeah. again. It's been super it's fun. fun. It's back. You got fans in the in the crowds now. It's just a fun time to be a basketball fan. And then you got some great teams playing right now. There's no clear cut favorite. Yeah, fuck the Knicks. But you, there's no like this year. I don't think there's a clear cut favorite. A lot of people say the Nets, but they the they've only played on paper. They're the favorite. But uh, the big three have only played together for ten games and eleven games now. I think, but it was nine coming into the series. I don't know how many games they played. That. Yeah, that's one of the things when I was in Vegas. My dad. It was one of the first game when the big three were going to play again because I hadn't played again in quite a bit of time because yeah. of injuries. I mean, I was like, I gotta bet. I gotta put yeah. some money on that Nets game, and and he, he ended up winning with it. But yeah. Um, yeah, I think. But I just, I mean, you got the Lakers are a seven seed, and we are, I mean, easily one of the best teams when healthy, and we're healthy now. The Warriors lost in the playing yeah. game. They should be in the playoffs right now. But the, I'm gonna be honest, you, I think the Jazz versus Memphis series, like no, like, nobody really wants to watch that unless you're. Jazz or Memphis fan. See, but I disagree because I just Ugh. as a basketball fan, like it's a fun series to oh, watch because yeah, no you got these two g- very gritty teams who play great defense. 
Pretty young stars on yeah. that team. Yeah. yeah, I will say John Morant. John versus oh Donovan Mitchell God. is a great headliner for a series. John Morant is another one of the players where during the NCAA tournament last year, I was just fell in love with him. I was like, I oh, yeah. love your play style, love your attitude, yeah. the way you are on the court. And, uh, and he, he, I mean, you could see he he is a, a great leader. Yeah, and that's also an example of having grace while winning and losing. Yeah. And that's what Trey Young doesn't have. Yeah. He, yeah. He's just very cocky. And there's nothing I, I wrong with agree. being cocky yeah, up to a point. He He's young. And I think it's something he'll learn with, with age. But I agree. he ha- He's rough around the edges yeah. in a lot of regards. And, um, you know, it, he'll, he'll, he'll grow. He'll, pol- yeah. he'll be polished uh, with time. Hopefully. Oh, yeah. I hope he mellows out. I think, yeah, like you said, he is young. He, uh, he does have, like, that... Um, uh, that uh, Gen Z, <laughs> but he is a very fun player to watch. I'll I'll agree with that. Yeah. Great, he's a. I mean, he's got the range of you know Steph and Dame, and he's a good finisher around the basket. You see he's, that guy pull up from like 40, 50 feet out, and I'm just like, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? Half court. Like, yeah. yeah, he was yeah, just like pretty much. <laughs> I was like, what you doing? Yeah. You ain't confusing the defender. You ain't gonna actually pull. Oh, he's pulling up on yeah. it. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, he made it. Well, all right then. Yeah. Well, okay. We'll just move on then. Uh, What's well, like I said, one of my favorite plays watching Steph Curry. It was a very popular play. Now he dribbles in between. You know, I think he was playing the Clippers. Dribbled in between like five, uh, four of them, and then just turned around, stepped back, threw up a three, and Steve Kerr is like, "What are you doing?" And then he goes <laughs> in, and he's like, "All right, never mind." <laughs> But like those kind of plays are those players specifically are very fun to watch. Yeah, no, I totally agree. There's some players you just gotta let play. Yeah, um, that's the one exciting thing about basketball that is, yeah, it's it's so different than most other sports. Um, for baseball, you kind of are waiting for the action to happen. Yeah, football, it's like oh, you know, all all the all the you know pieces are there for an exciting play to happen you know what yeah. pat what pat mahomes gonna do um but basketball it's non-stop man oh, yeah. you have um what was it was it reggie miller the third there was like a 10 13 points in like under 30 seconds yeah. play he has um where it's electrifying yeah those final couple of minutes and that's why i think like i always tell people like if we're not super into basketball watch the NCAA tournament, watch that March Madness, those games. They they give you such a feel that's so different. Yeah. Um, Especially th- the games with crowds. Yeah. Because those, I mean, you got a packed stadium of these diehard. Like you're, if you're a fan of a college, you're a diehard fan. Like that is, if you're going to the games and, you know, especially like Duke. Duke is very fun to yep. watch in the tournament. Or Kansas. Yeah, and so that's kind of like the probably the sport and the event that I like point people to to be like, if you're not super into basketball or super into sports, give this a go. Yeah, um, and uh, and even it, just like watching those upsets. Yeah, man, like was it was it last year or two years ago when we had the sixteen over a one seed for the mm, first time? Uh, two years ago, last year they didn't have the tournament. Yeah, and so, so um, yeah. first oh, time man. ever. Yeah, a that's 16 so crazy. Run. I mean, this year there were first round was full of upsets. Yo, my bracket was terrible. Actually. Yeah, mine. Yes. I, I started off strong, and then second day happened, and there were about a thousand upsets, and my I went from first to last very quickly. Yeah, it it was definitely a very exciting tournament. Yeah, but I lost money, so I'm happy <laughs> about that. Um, 
so okay so there's two albums i kind of want to bring up that i wanted to talk about before we run out of time okay so and i want to pick this to you are there any movie soundtracks that you feel are just top tier that are just you you, you watch the movie and the music kind of uh, is not yeah, a background. so i mean the obvious choice any anyone by phil collins is a fantastic <laughs> soundtrack but uh I'd say probably my favorite movie soundtrack ever is um, Into the Spider-Verse or Spider-Verse, whatever it is. Ooh. Yeah, but that, that is a fantastic soundtrack. That That's one of those in the modern era that yeah. is super, super good. And it felt stacked. It felt stacked purposefully. Yeah. Like they knew this was going to be a good movie and they're like, the soundtrack needs oh, they, to. They brought out the big guns there. Post Malone. Lil Wayne, uh, mm-hmm. fuck who else? I don't know. It's, yeah, if you look yeah. through it, it, it's stacked all the way through. Um, what, so there's two movies, there's two soundtracks I listened to this week that were that I, I specifically was like, I want to listen to a good soundtrack. For for some reason, I was like, I, that's what I want to listen to. One of them is easy. Shrek Two. Shrek Two, yeah. Shrek Two's soundtrack is actually bangers all the way through and through. Um, one will obviously being changes, you yeah. know, Sidney Lauper and, and David Bowie, which is fucking fantastic. It's such a great song. Um, but the rest of the, the soundtrack is really good. Yeah. Shark One even is pretty good too. Yeah. Like you have two Smash Mouth songs on there. Yeah. Uh, it you can never crazy. go wrong with Smash Mouth. Yeah. It was crazy. I was listening to All Star and being like, I'm unironically listening to All Star, singing along and loving it. No, it's a great song. But. There was another soundtrack, and it awoken something inside of me that I didn't think was there. I listened to the soundtrack for a movie probably no one has ever seen, okay. especially in this room. Is Digimon the movie? Yeah, no. So Digimon the movie is a movie that came out in the year two thousand. That's just slightly before y'all were born, uh, or slightly after y'all were yeah. born. Whoa, whoa, Sorry, whoa. after. First after of all, y'all were born. you're not that much older. Okay. <laughs> um. But that movie uh, has a lot of has a lot of problems. It's not a great movie, but I, I watch it at least once a year. I've been doing it for the last like fifteen twenty years, fifteen like 15, ten to twelve years. I watch it at least once a year. Yeah, it's just very nostalgic and for me. But the soundtrack, obviously, there's the cheesy like Digimon rap and you know songs like that in there. But there's a large section of ska punk music, and it, I was listening to it and I just kind of reawoken, uh, like, ska punk's pretty fucking lit. Yeah. I don't know if you if you're familiar with or you listen to any ska punk. I've heard some, but no, I don't, I, it's not something I look up. Basically, it's like real big fish. Yeah, that's kind of like the band I can always point to. Like, uh, oh, real big fish sell out. Like that's like the classic like ska punk song. But that whole genre is fucking lit. Yeah. It's punk music with horns in it. Yeah. And it's super energetic. And it's just. It's See, just that's why fun. I'm getting into like Irish punk because it's like the same thing, punk music. But then you add in like these string instruments like the fiddle or, or fucking flutes and shit. And it just all of it comes together to make some beautiful goddamn music. Some Irish music. Some Irish music. Is, is punk the thing that brought us together? Now that I'm thinking about it, like no, I think the what, idea of punk. I think what brought us together was fucking Passion Pit. I think that was like the oh, first dude. band that we realized. We were like, oh shit, you like Passion Pit? I was like, oh fuck. Michael Angelico's, man. Passion Pit. Like, I remember seeing him live for the first time. Uh, it was like ACL like 2013 maybe. 
and God, it's such a great voice. But I think um, that's like the genre because we started. I think we started talking about when we started talking about music. It was like them, MGMT, uh, Fun, like bands like that that we would talk about. Did you ever listen to MGMT's most recent album? It was. I, I think it was called Dark I heard, Fantasies. I heard a few songs off of it, um, but I haven't gone through and listened to the whole album. Uh, that's one I would definitely recommend for you um, to listen to. It's uh, MGMT didn't lose it after they put out that first album. Yeah. They still kept going, and it's still just as good. It just wasn't as commercially successful. Yeah. So people didn't hear about it on the radio or hear about it in general. But that's but, kind of what they want. Like, they didn't... They, they don't... Uh, I was watching something about them and they thought that the three songs that are popular for them are time to pretend kids and um, electric feel electric feel. And those are the three songs that they made originally as like a, to mock pop music. Like they didn't even, that wasn't them. So they were like, fuck it. Next album. We're not doing anything commercial or anything. We're just doing what we want. Yeah, and it's honestly still it's it's working for them because yeah. it's still great music. Yeah. And it's it's uh yeah, Dark Fantasies. I think it's called Little Dark Fantasies is the name of the album. Fantastic. Yeah. Short to the point, great fucking album. Um so I know I'm looking over at the time. We're 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 getting a little close. Are there I wanna see if we can try something. Okay. Would you be do you have any albums that you would like to pitch for some, we'll say, quote unquote, homework for next week? Okay. Let me, give me a second. No, no problem. Gonna to, you're going to have to cut. Are you a big John Mulaney fan? Uh, he does some songs with Zed, and I think his voice is really great, but I've never heard his solo stuff. Oh, you know what? Then John that Mulaney? is, I'll give you. Glory Soundtrack? No, that's. Or The Human Condition. I'll yeah, I would that. say listen to The Human Condition. John Bellion. That is one of my, one of the best albums. Uh, okay, it's just, I mean, I cover to that. cover, great. Um, what? So, what genre is he? Just pop? What, is he considered pop or alternative, or, or what genre is he? I think technically in? he's considered pop, but he like uh, he does a lot of like behind the scenes stuff for his first uh, like the making of songs. Yeah, and he said uh, he was like, I never want to get too comfortable in a specific genre like he wants to branch himself out so he, there's a lot of different elements to his songs a lot of electronic stuff and there are some popular things and then there's some sort uh, he kind of raps it occasionally yeah exactly but it's it's just a very uh, diverse the cool thing about him though is artist like, even though he's like pop like if he wanted to he could like for how good of a producer he is he could be an EDM artist too yeah, and I think and that's I would, why I would rec- he worked with Zed. I, I think you would actually enjoy some of the making of uh, of his songs. On YouTube? Yeah. Fantastic. Because it's so interesting to, I mean, he talks about what he's doing, why he's doing it, what he wants, and then how he gets there or whatever. So it's just a very interesting insight to the music. Yeah. And it gets you a, it gives you like a, a what's the word I'm thinking of? Horny. Yeah, it gets you horny. <laughs> Man, well, no, it, it, it gives you more of like an introspective about the music. The cool thing about what I love about like his albums—do I make you horny, baby? Is, um, <laughs> is that all his uh, album covers? The art behind it is because he actually like his original dream was to 
um, produced a soundtrack for Disney. That's why a lot of it is yeah. like. Um, and you definitely like if you uh, that album especially like you you'll get that like Disney soundtrack kind of vibe. But like in for a lot of the songs, quirky way. And, yeah. Just because like. Uh, you, um, when I first learned about it, I'm just like, I can see that now just because his album art covers, they are like more like um, childish in a way, but yeah. like they're, I'll, I'll show you. they're, they're cool. They're cool. Like, yeah. I, I like his, I, I've always liked his. So that, that's the one, the cover for the human condition. Okay. I like but that. It's a... No, this is, this is kind of the reason why I brought it up. I, it's a continuation of, uh, I want to learn more music from you yeah. as well as just expand my, my horizons on, on, on music as well as share some of my own stuff with you. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to throw an album back to you okay. from the EDM genre, uh, a classic. This is, it's going to be Justice. It's origi- it originally was called the Cross album because it has their, their signature cross on it. But I believe uh, on like Spotify and Apple Music, it's just known as Justice is the name of the album as well, the name of their band name. That is kind of, they're a French duo um, that, if you're familiar with Daft Punk, they take inspirations with that and they go a little bit more cinematic and a little darker with it. Okay. Um, but it still is in that classic EDM feel to it. Yeah. But it's it's uh, they're one of those bands where I'm like, y'all need to take your album and make a movie around the album because yeah. it's so cinematic at times. Um, but yeah, Justice by uh, the album Justice, um, the opening track on the Genesis is just so epic. They they tend to start a lot of their shows with that track, and okay. it's um, it's fantastic. It's, it sets the mood very appropriately. All right, so next week, if we get together and, you, and we didn't listen to the albums, you know, there, there's 20 lashings or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that's our homework. That, that's how we'll start off next week. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll give our thoughts on each other's albums. And I think that's how we should start off every week. That's know, a, that's a give, great our, give ourselves homework. Either go try a beer or go listen to an album or whatever. Watch a movie. I don't know. Yeah, I think, yeah, next week, next week we're going to change up the beer. We're going we're gonna to do something. We're going to do some seasonal beers. Okay. There, there's some fun seasonal stuff yeah. that I thought. I haven't. Store. I haven't tried the Shiner Peach. So yeah, maybe we can so try that. It yeah. sounds. Their their seasonal beers are fantastic. Like I tried the strawberry one, and it, I mean it's so good because it's not too fruity. You still have that like bitterness of the Shiner, and then you just have that kind of. It's more of like a hint of. Strawberry. It's, it's the idea it's, of strawberry yeah. in the beer. <laughs> you you get that there's supposed to be strawberries in there. Yeah. No, it's, a just, whisper. it's just like a good combination <laughs> of like the fruitiness and the still the bitterness. The bitterness and the whisper of strawberry. Yeah. That's how if you want to be artistic about it. So we'll, we'll shoot we'll shoot for a seasonal beer tomorrow uh, next week. Yeah. Uh, you know, currently Shiner Pete's is what we're going for. We'll see if we actually end up having that. That's where yeah. our goal is. But I think it's about it's about time for us to wrap up. Yeah. Um, you know, we that was, it was a good time today. You know, that was yeah, it was a very fun. We talked about a lot of music, and I really yeah. love that. Um, That's kind of why we wanted to start the podcast to talk about music. We haven't talked about it yet until today, really. Exactly. <laughs> and so, um, but yeah, no. But uh, thank you. If you've reached this point of the podcast, hey, thank you. Yeah. You know, you're, you're one of the special few. You got yeah. to hear this part. Subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on at, uh, Riffs on Tap on Twitter and Instagram. Exactly. And uh, please, if you like the podcast, please leave us a review. Let us know. If you hate the yeah. podcast, also, please DM yeah. us. Let us know. Tell us what we can do better. 
But uh, but yeah, thank you all for listening, and I guess we'll see you guys next week. Oh yeah, see ya.